Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan Ostroff with Legalese Marketing, and this is our Exhibit A Attorneys Facebook Live show. Today's episode is a little bit different. One, we have an amazing guest, which that's not different, but we do have a different <laughs> guest in Ify Ebekwe. Two, we are also doing this live on Clubhouse as well. So the Clubhouse room is live. It's not really being recorded on Clubhouse, but we are live being recorded on Facebook. As soon as we're done on Facebook, we'll stop that, and then we will start engaging with all you wonderful people on Clubhouse, of which we already have uh, six people in the room. So awesome. I'm really excited for this. So for those of you that don't know Ify, I'll let you give your background a little bit, and then we'll jump in to uh, five ways to use Clubhouse and Instagram, how they've changed the law, and how to grow your firm. Awesome. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Ify Ibekwe. I am an estate planning attorney with my practice based in Texas, soon to be Arkansas. And I, um, what else do you want to know about me? I've been practicing law for almost 15 years. I love marketing on social media platforms as a lawyer. I think it's a great way to build a, so, a solo or small firm practice. And I'm just so excited to be on here to talk about marketing today. So can you um, unmute on Clubhouse so everybody in the room can hear your end of the conversation because they can only hear me at this point. Can you hear me better like this? I didn't want to catch my uh, Clubhouse and the recording at the same time. Is this better? You're, yeah, you're talking on Clubhouse now. So what I did is I just turned my phone volume all the way down on the Clubhouse okay. side, but at least I can see us popping in Clubhouse at the right time so we're, it's picking up our conversation. Awesome. Okay, I'll do the same. All right. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about using Clubhouse and Instagram to grow your firm. Great. So our last episode, um, also an interesting episode for totally different reason, because the guest was my wife, who talked about your law firm's not a baby, building a law firm that lets you take parental leave. And so um, if you want to listen to that after we are done on this chat and also in Clubhouse, you can join us over there. Uh, Breezy's going to drop the link on the Facebook Live, which I can't see. Because normally I use my phone, but right now my phone is on Clubhouse. So we're going to try to make this work as best as we can. Um, all right. Do you want to talk about Clubhouse first, Ify, or do you want to talk about Instagram first? Let's talk about Clubhouse since we're already on Clubhouse. And I can tell you a little bit of background about why I'm on there, how I'm on there, and ways that I've found it to be beneficial. I'll let you lead the conversation, but let's start with Clubhouse. Listen, me leading the conversation is us getting as much awesome knowledge out of your brain as possible. So <laughs> it's just going to be a lot of me uh, following your lead. But that's fine. So Clubhouse. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So I was invited to Clubhouse probably sometime in the fall, but I never downloaded the app. I remember being on Facebook in certain groups and hearing people say, are you on Clubhouse or can I get an invite? And I'm like, absolutely not. Am I taking on another social media platform? and starting to build a followership there and figure out how to use it personally or for marketing. And, you know, <laughs> I was not into it. But um, around December, right before I shut down my firm for, for the holiday, I downloaded Clubhouse. Apparently, I had been invited a long time ago, but I had never seen it because I didn't know what it was and promptly became kind of addicted to it. I don't know if you get the... The, the rush for that anymore. It's definitely faded, but I was on it every day and I was just listening to awesome conversations and um, just really started doing what I do best, which is communicating. So I would start raising my hand to add my two cents in and 
I wasn't working at that time because it was a break. And so it allowed me to be on there for long periods of time, just having conversations about whatever was going on in the world. Um, and along with my friend, Portia Wood, we started this club on, Port, um, on Clubhouse called the Black Trust Fund Kids, which has grown to over, I think last I checked, maybe over 11,000 people. Wow. And we just want to normalize estate planning in the Black community. And that's a community that's largely un unrepresented or underrepresented. And that's basically how I grew my followership is that we have clubhouse talks every week and we talk about estate planning concepts and just try and get the word out there. It's just such a great platform for that. Yeah. So for anybody who's not on clubhouse, I always tell people, and I guess I'm going to show a little bit of my age, basically clubhouse is like AOL instant messenger, but only in voice. Like that is the one that makes the sense. And, and you may be, I don't know if you're too young to get that reference or not. I'm not that young. No. All right. Well, <laughs> I was I'll, on the instant messenger. There we <laughs> Definitely. go. I tell her, like AOL instant messenger. What's that? I'm like, Oh God. I even remember okay. the sign on ding. I'm, I'm that young, but that old as well. There we go. It's that middle ground. Um, so to everybody who's joining us right now, because Melissa just joined the room, just as a heads up. So from 1.30 until about 2, 2.15, we're going to be on Facebook Live as well. So this is being recorded on Facebook Live. And then once that's done, we'll move over to Clubhouse. The Clubhouse side of the conversation will not be recorded, just the Facebook Live. So for right now, Ify and I are chatting on Facebook Live and also in Clubhouse because we are chatting on Facebook Live about using Clubhouse. So Fantastic. So talk to me a little bit about your experience at the initial moment that you joined Clubhouse. So I know, you know, you, you fell in love with it, got addicted to it, but kind of walk me through that beginning because I think a lot of people just don't stay on it long enough to build that traction. Yeah, I think one of the mistakes that people make when they're on there, they're like, well, what am I supposed to do on here? And um, unlike other platforms where maybe you don't follow or add people so quickly, it really behooves you to do so on Clubhouse because that's how you're going to get access into the rooms that you're interested in um, and the types of people you hear speak. If you hear someone, you're like, wow, they're a really great speaker or I love what they have to say about climate change or whatever your thing is. By following them, you can now get access into spaces where they're speaking. And that's what I did pretty freely, easily um, at the beginning is not become too precious about who could be my Clubhouse friend. And so um, other things they've added since I joined Clubhouse, they now allow you to note what your interests are. And so I'm really into um, reading. Uh, I love international travel, whatever it is, cooking, um, whatever your thing is. If you start saying, these are my interests, it starts showing you the sorts of conversations that might be of interest to you. And so that's one thing I did is definitely fill out your, <laughs> fill out your, your bio fully. A lot of people don't, and so they don't have any kind of way to look at what you do or what you're about. And those are just some preliminary steps, like get in there, fill out your bio, definitely link your Twitter or Instagram if you're on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter, so I did my Instagram. And that's the way that people are able to reach out to you and communicate with you is through your your bio and letting them know what you're about. And so those are the, the basic steps. And if I could say level two would be to participate in conversations. And don't think you have to be in huge rooms to start. Um, just find something of interest, get on the stage if they'll allow you and add some value if it's pertinent. If not, then yeah, it's fine to listen. But that's the best way to really get into the, the application. 
Yeah, and oftentimes I found like that 10 to 15 person or maybe even 8 to 15 person room, you can actually get a little bit better of a conversation going. Obviously, it's cool to be, you know, hearing from Elon Musk or Zuckerberg yeah. or chatting with Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. Like, uh, you know. Yeah, maybe. If well, that's your mean, thing. Like, it's, not as much of a, it's not as much of a conversation. It's like a, it's like a live podcast yes. in the larger rooms. In the smaller rooms, it's like, you know, a bunch of people hanging out uh, socially distanced at six feet or more from each other. But having a conversation like we probably haven't been able to have over the last year or so. Absolutely. I actually think that that's why it's so successful is that you really get a chance to be alone and not have to put on makeup if you're, you know, into that and not have to present yourself. You could literally be lying in bed and having conversations with people all over the world without the expectation of presenting yourself physically, right? And so I think that with COVID and everyone staying at home or most people or some people, it has really been a great platform to combat loneliness as well. I think that a lot of people were very isolated this last year plus and Clubhouse just came out at the perfect time and opened up to the, well, it's still in beta, I believe, but opened up at a time where it really was an avenue to, to start speaking to people. So if you're a communicator, it's a great app for that. So, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you talk about being in estate planning. And so I really think, I guess, actually, let me break this question. Let me break this statement up. So the interesting thing about Clubhouse versus other social media is, yes, you can grow a follower account in both directions, but like, I, I can't look at your profile and see like three years of you putting stuff on the platform. You know, it's really just everything's in the moment when you're talking there. And so from a lot of the standpoint, I think attorneys need to look at Clubhouse more as like a webinar or an mm -hmm. interactive podcast than as normal social media. Has that been the same experience from your end? Definitely. And I think it's very webinar-ish in that way and that you don't know who your audience is going to be from day to day. So you don't have to continuously create new content like you would if somebody could scroll and say, well, they always talk about blah, 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 right? On Clubhouse, you could have a rotation of three or four topics and just talk about that. And you'll always have different people pop into your room if they're interested or new to the app or new to the subject. It's just at first, when we were doing the Black Trust Fund Kids conversations, we would have so many different topics. And now I'm like, well, let's just refresh and just do the same topics over and over and over again. You don't have to prepare as much. You don't have to figure out like any slides or presentations. You can have an open conversation where people can raise their hand and ask a question. Of course, you are not their lawyer. You're not giving them legal advice. It's informational and educational, whatever. Um, disclaimers you would have to put on before speaking in any group where you're not in a relationship with them and and just and say hey you know i'm licensed in texas and in texas here's what we do we recommend you talk to an attorney in your state the laws are different and just adding that you hear a lot of people say i'm a value adder on clubhouse and that's like a buzz term it's like I'm, oh i'm just here to add value and maybe they do a little spiel but truly if you can give them a little bit of direction on what generally happens in these situations and make it state specific or broad, then that at least gives them something to work with if they're serious about it. Some people are just shopping around because their lawyers on there and they're like, man, I could get some free advice. I caution every lawyer not to be that lawyer on Clubhouse for sure. You don't know if people are recording you, right? You're not supposed to, but again, you cannot control for that. And you want to also make sure you're protecting your license by not being out there giving legal advice where you 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 are not permitted to do so 
Yeah, so like I definitely see like a criminal defense attorney being able to get into some rooms where they're talking about criminal justice reform, Mm -hmm. um, police issues, that kind of thing. I definitely really like the idea of almost taking some of your estate planning webinars onto Clubhouse, which sounds kind of like what what you all have done. Um, Not maybe not. Okay. So what other sort of attorneys sort of conversations do you see benefiting lawyers because like obviously we can get a bunch of lawyers together for a virtual happy hour type thing but like in terms of getting clients getting cases building a brand you know how do you see that working well i think it can be used for anything honestly when i think about trademark registration contracts just general principles about this if you have a federal practice like immigration and you have an international audience, um, there are some people who might want to become U.S. citizens or who are undocumented on the app. And all sorts of opportunities abound when you are able to have an audience to listen to what you have to say. It could just be, for example, if I'm an immigration lawyer and there's some sort of executive order that's been handed down. And all I'm saying is I'm just going to come on here and present this latest executive order and how it affects an undocumented class of people. You're not telling them anything. And then at the end of it, you can say, you know, beginning to middle because people come in and out, right? This is who I am. This is what I do. If you're interested in finding out more, follow me on blah, blah, blah on Instagram or check me out on Twitter without saying you need to hire me, right? Or I'm the only one who can do this. But truly in a webinar format, if you think, here are some common issues, or these are the top t- top five questions people ask if they are um, in the middle of the immigration process and something happens, like they their spouse is abusive, whatever it is, you can talk about that. You can make it as simple as like you would a blog post, but just in spoken form. So it's not like you have to come up with new concepts. Go If you're one of those people with a great blog, go through and see what your most popular blog content ideas are. For example, for me, I had Texas rooms for a long time where I would talk about Texas-specific things because there are certain forms that we have in Texas for estate planning that aren't the same in other states. So I might say, here's how you can protect your children with estate planning in Texas and definitely come up with a catchy name I'm not sure if that's as popular as it used to be, but because you can search, is it called emoticons? I'm I'm aging myself now, Um, but uh, emojis, Emojis? sorry, my bad. Uh, If you can search emojis and stuff, you can use that in your title. So if someone says they're interested in French and you put a French flag by your title, Ah. when they're searching, that's searchable. And so these are the little tricks of the trade, but you don't have to create new things. Just find something you're comfortable talking about and present it. You don't have a PowerPoint. You don't need to do Google Slides. It's actually, I feel like it's easier if you're a good communicator to just get on there and talk about something that you know about. Well, I definitely, the only thing that I caution attorneys, maybe that's not the right word. Like you want, I think that you want to push the interactive nature of it without being like, hey, tell me the horrible things that happen to you, all your deep, dark right. secrets, because you don't have the same They get overridden yes, they if, if somebody complains, whatever. So like you want to kind of run that fine balancing test between ha- having people share and having people share too much. And that's a disclaimer conversation that you have at the beginning and the middle and the end of your conversation is don't come up on stage and tell your story, right? You can ask a general question, but when you're saying, you know, I live in 
Macon, Georgia. And you, you also don't want to give your information away because it is a public platform in that sense that, you know, this is not where you share that. You need to book a consultation with the appropriate lawyer. But that, I believe, is the lawyer's role in making sure that people are are stopped or told, look, we can't get into the specifics of your situation and reroute what you can get into, right? right? You're controlling the room. So you control who not only can speak, but you know how far you want that to go. And that's, you know, each lawyer is gonna take that on in the way that they think is appropriate, but there are boundaries to that. I will not speak to anyone's specific situation. Also when they're speaking and I can look and say, oh, this is a Florida man, I'm not getting involved. I don't know anything about Florida law. No. I'm not going to, you know, opine, but I will say, I recommend that you contact a lawyer in your jurisdiction and just shut that off because I don't want to be recorded saying, you know what you should do ever to anyone on any platform. Even if they were my client, I would advise them not to be sharing that. As, <laughs> on, as a true Florida man, I was very okay. unsure where you were going with that. But. I could have gone so many places with Florida man, but I didn't. So. Very true. <laughs> Much, much appreciated. You're welcome. So um, anything else you want to talk about from Clubhouse before we switch over to some of the insight you have on Instagram? Um, um, I would just tell people if it intrigues you, uh, just try it. See if you like it. Um, see how others are using it to work for them. Follow some lawyers and see who's doing it well. And it's okay if you're not into that platform. Like I said earlier, I'm not on Twitter. I never caught the bug. And I don't feel like I'm missing out. So not every app is for everyone. So, I mean, obviously, I think you're doing an amazing job on Clubhouse. I know Mitch Jackson is all in on Clubhouse. Oh, yes, he is. Um, Melissa Shanahan, who's going to be joining, who actually is in the room now, uh, a coach for lawyers. She's been doing some fantastic things. Are there any other I just lawyers? Just follow you, Melissa. Well, there we um, go. Anybody else lawyers, you recommend? Um, I love listening in to um, Annette Choti. She uh, writes legal blogs. She actually writes my legal blogs on my website. Um, and she has great tips on SEO and building your, your client base with writing. She also offers other services. I, I just enjoy hearing her speak. She's really great. Um, I, I, I am going to confess that I had to limit my time on Clubhouse when work started up again with a vengeance. I did not have the time to sit and just have Clubhouse on. So I'm not on except with purpose. And so I get on there, I say what I have to say, and I literally close down my Clubhouse. <laughs> so I'm not the best person to now, now tell you who's like the popular lawyer on there. But if you look at who I follow, those are generally like, you know, the people that I would listen to. So that's, that's, it's just what you're interested in. I'm not necessarily following lawyers on there, but those are some lawyers that are doing a good job on there. Cool. And if you, for anybody who's on the Facebook side or has access to their computer, um, there is a Facebook group. I think it's lawyers on clubhouse lawyers for oh, clubhouse, neat. something like mm -hmm. that. Uh, if I could, I'd pull the link, but if I do that, it's going to throw me off of watching the show on this screen. So we'll try and find that. Um, but good place to go. And obviously they have people share their clubhouse rooms. You see what else is on, you see who's active. All right. So then let's swap over to Instagram if that's cool with you. Yes. Let's talk about Instagram. My right. favorite personal, um, social media platform. Really? I'm, yep. I, I'm very happy to hear that. Why? Not in a, I disagree with you. 
Oh, yeah. I'm curious question. Just to juxtapose it um, with Clubhouse, I built the following I have on Clubhouse in about two months. So to up to like over 3,000 people. And it took me over three, about three years to do that on Instagram. So I do think that there is an, an opportunity right now if you want to strike while the iron's hot, if you really love a particular platform. I like Instagram because even if I wasn't marketing myself, I'd be on Instagram. I love the visuals. I love the cute videos. I like how we've basically stolen TikTok and put that on there on Reels. Reels? Not that I use it, but I love watching snippets of people and content being consumed in like short form. And so Instagram is it for me. And I, I'm, I love it. I'm on there personally, professionally. It's, it's great. And when I started my Instagram, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I was trying to do what all the lawyers tell you to do, where they're like, oh, put content on there and, and make it pretty and, and make it have like a cohesive theme. And now mine is not as precious as it was at the very beginning, but I share, we have like a, um, basically a plan for our Instagram. I have a wonderful intern who post everything for me. She's phenomenal. And she pitched me from the University of Texas. She's a PR student and wanted to come work for me. And she basically took over my Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, anywhere you see me online, I'm not doing that. And what we do now at this level is make sure that we have a content calendar for Instagram. And we repurpose a lot of content. So I do a lot of speaking and we put that up. When we record this, I will put that up, you know, and all these other ways to share content that is just naturally being created or repurpose things when it's a slower time so that we are always present on there. And I've gotten several clients off Instagram and people who have followed me for years before deciding to hire me as their lawyer. And so that's been really helpful. So um, there's a lot I want to dive in deeper with that. But when you talk about repurposing, just for the purpose of any of our audience that doesn't know, what are you talking about? Can you go a little bit more detail with that? Oh, right. So repurposing content, it's it's the concept of creating one piece of content and then reproducing it in various forms. For example, I mentioned that I have a blog post written weekly for my website uh, for SEO purposes. So if we have a blog post about protecting your child with estate planning, it's on the blog. I can also take that content and make a short video about it under a minute and talk about here are three things you need to do if you would like to protect your child with estate planning. And then I can also take that and make it a slide on my Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever it is. And the slide is just like multiple images conveying a concept in visual form. So I could say, you know, get this form or contact this person to learn more, whatever it is, put that in a slide and, and they can swipe through and learn the information. Cause some people like to hear it. Some people like to read long form. Some people just want a, more content, but just quicker consuming. And I think Instagram allows you to do that really well. And so there are mu multiple ways you can use one piece of content and, and then put it not only on um, Instagram, but even on different platforms. You can put video on YouTube if you like to do video, or you could make a reel. And you know how people are always like, doop, 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 pointing at all this stuff or doing the dance and con content is being shared really quickly that way. And so those are 
easier ways just to do things rather than, oh my gosh, it's Tuesday. What am I going to post today? Just repurpose something and post it. You can post it all week in different forms, but it's easier than starting from scratch every time, especially when our subject matter is pretty much not changing. Um, <laughs> so that's what I do. Well, then like, so from Instagram, it's interesting because obviously like it is not text-based, it's image and video-based. But then you've got regular posts, you've got stories, you've got IGTV, you've got reels, you've got, you know, so many of these different opportunities that you could, in theory, repurpose like that same, you know, you, you talked about. It, it's a video, you know, it's a short video here, it's one slide on a carousel slide deck, whatever it is, it's, you know, then we're going to write a blog post off and put a website. It's just, it's crazy to me how much you can get done, even just on the different avenues of posts on Instagram, let alone also LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook clubhouse, you know, et cetera. Yeah. And just to your point, you know, you talked about IGTV, which I have long form video on my IGTV, because sometimes it's as easy as I take my phone, I put it up, I record it, and it is what it is. You know, <laughs> I add my captions to it, you know, my mixed captions, so it's captioned, but it's too long for maybe a full post um, to get through a full post. I don't tend to like reels because it's too much work to put up a reel and make it really cute and edit it. I don't have the capacity for all of that. And so I, as a user, enjoy looking at people's reels, but I'm not about to choreograph a dance to give you, you know, the top five estate planning document that everyone uh, should have, you know? And so it, even within the platforms, when they give you so many options, you don't have to use everything. Just use the things that resonate and, that you can manage. And even if you don't use any of the bells and whistles and all you do is post content, just be consistent and, and don't take two, three months off and then come back, but really try and have them posted consistently, even if you do once a week or several times a week, like I do. Yeah, I will say, so from my perspective, I, I mean, let's be honest, my TikTok is half my son and I telling bad dad jokes to each other. He's three. <laughs> and then like, some and then there's another half that is like actual informational stuff and then i'll just copy the tiktok over to a reel which Absolutely. i know instagram is supposed to be hammering you on but it, it hasn't for me so i watch them and you. i see the tiktok stamp on it and it's still entertainment to me <laughs> yeah well i think tiktok's video editing is e it's easier i think instagram has more stuff mm -hmm. but i think tiktok's is easier so that's why i do it that way and I've never been on TikTok, but I do know that um, Elizabeth Pickle of the Mindful Council yep. is on TikTok. She does estate planning and trademark, and she was an early adopter, has built quite a following on there, and it's a great way to communicate the uh, you know content that she creates. It's it's amazing. Yeah, she is coming on the show. I want to say next month or May. Um, oh, nice. I think she's got over over a hundred thousand followers on on uh, TikTok and like I would believe it. It's awesome. It's great stuff. So there's definitely a there's definitely a potential market there. Obviously, like what you talked about on um, her on on TikTok, you on Clubhouse. Like the sooner you are on some of these platforms at the beginning, mm -hmm. the sooner you will grow. But ultimately, I feel like at the end of the day, the cream rises to the to the top. So. Even on these, you know, even if you started a Facebook account tomorrow to anybody listening or watching this, if you're posting great content and engaging with people well, you're going to grow a following. Don't Absolutely. think the ship has already sailed for you. Right. That is actually quite a defeatist attitude to be like, oh, I didn't join Twitter when it started and therefore I cannot tweet. 
you know, right. just start wherever you can and pick one if you want to. Some people don't need to do any social media marketing. They are just great with their referral-based business. But for those people who are interested in finding other avenues to drum up business, I have gotten clients off of Clubhouse and um, opportunities to speak on large platforms off of Clubhouse because they've heard me speak. And so there are other ways to leverage that um, content, um, excuse me, content, that platform so that you can build, you know, and by speaking on a particular podcast, I have booked two clients. So it may not even seem like it would make sense. Like, why am I even talking here? Why am I doing this? But you will see the the dots start to connect if you hang in there and, and are consistent. So any other, I don't want to say tricks. So let's call them tips. Any other tips that you want to share about Instagram? Um, otherwise, we can jump on over to our Clubhouse chat and start engaging with everybody who's over there. Yeah, I mean, I think you can Google and find some common tips and trends in, in Instagram and lots of videos on there. My only thing I, I would say is be consistent and, and put content out there, long form, short form, video, whatever tickles your fancy. Try it and see how it does. Look at the, the metrics and, and keep on. Awesome. All right. So uh, for everybody watching or listening to this in whatever format it is, Next Thursday, so Thursday, April 1st, am I right there? April 1st, not an April Fool's joke. We will actually be having a show, uh, 1.30 Eastern time on Thursday. Morris Lillenthal is going to be on the show to talk about six social media mistakes you must avoid to grow your practice. So that will be coming in Thursday, April 1st, uh, not an April Fool's joke. We're actually having it. And then before we before we go fully to um, Clubhouse, Breezy, did you drop the comment? Yeah, I think I see it in there. Um, so Ify, the way we end all the shows, we'll end it this way, even though we're going to go over to TikTok. If somebody's Clubhouse. listening to sh- Clubhouse, sorry. I'm, I'm not- like, are we choreographing a dance next? I, you know, I I will do my best. That's, that's the most that I can offer to you. I will do you. my worst. <laughs> um, anyway, so if somebody's listening to this for the last like 35 minutes, and they take nothing from it except what you're about to share now. What is the biggest piece of advice, the most important takeaway for somebody to become the exhibit A of a successful attorney? Consistency. Don't give up because the results don't come immediately. Be consistent because you are basically planting and watering seeds and you don't know when that plant's going to bloom. I'll use my plant lady analogy for that one, but be consistent. I love that. Yeah, it's it's amazing, you know. And I always love when people share the whatever it was like Colonel Sanders started the first KFC when he was like sixty. I don't know. There's a bunch of people that have been very successful, you know, starting much later in life. So don't think that the ship has sailed. Don't think the platform is oversaturated. Don't think whatever it is. I'm with you. Just be consistent and keep it going, and you will find amazing success. Absolutely. And and my favorite to that example of Colonel Sanders is Ricky Gervais. He never was famous or did anything. And he is one of the few people that makes me laugh out loud um, of the office fame, the British version, until after 40. That's when he started everything. And I thought, huh, I'm not even 40 yet. So there's (laughs) so much hope. There we go. So if he, the next Ricky Gervais is in your future, we'll see you on the... uh... (laughs) the reboot of the American office based on the British office. I don't know. Something I love along the American lines. office. All, All right. right. It's fantastic. So to everybody watching this on Facebook, please go and click the link on clubhouse. Um, and then we will see you over there to chat.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of successful attorney, please check us out at LegalEaseMarketing.com, E-A-S-E.